everybody. Uh, he's Peter Tork. She's Davy Jones. I'm Michael Nesmith, the guy with the weird hat. Wait, we're not the monkeys. We're Vikings Report, Drew and Ted. All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. Drew, sir, how are you? Here we come, walking down the street, get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Welcome, welcome, well, you like that song, Ted? I do, yeah. I like that the show. Song? The, monkeys, yeah, the Monkeys is a good show, man. Monkeys theme will be right up there with the championship. Not for episodes, though. Only 58 episodes in two seasons. That thing ran fast and dry. They were only on for two years? Yep, 66. Uh, 66 or 68, so they only had two seasons. Seems like it was on longer than that. But... It did. When I saw it, I went, I thought I was expecting like 150 episodes. Yeah. You know, I talk about the after-school TV shows for me. That that was like in the rotation with like I Dream of Genie and uh, Beverly Hillbillies and some of the other shows we've talked about. And and the Monkees was probably a top two or three favorite show. I absolutely love the Monkees growing up. Uh, it's just a, I just thought it was a great show. You know what's weird is today I was doing a little research and I saw the three years of the two seasons they made it and started in 1966. I remember how crazy my sisters used to were to gather around to watch that show. Yeah, so that, I was piecing it together and doing a little math in my head. <laughs> and I thought I must have. I can remember back. Means I can remember back when I was three years old. Really? Yeah, because I mean that's pretty pretty good for me considering I can't remember what I had for dinner last night. But that's oh, a heck of a show. It was pretty funny. Really corny. It was but really, but really funny. Mickey Dolenz, Michael Nesmith, uh, Davy Jones. And Peter Tork, the bass player. You should you should have called him out first, being the bass player, Peter Tork. <laughs> He's it's your problem, man. What's, what's your problem? I said, what's your problem? First off, none of them played any of the music. Um, not at first but they did eventually yeah by by their third album they were learning the instruments and on the first album they actually did some vocals so it's not like they were completely completely out of there on the music but the wrecking crew the shout out for the wrecking crew if you haven't seen that documentary on netflix plug into that ted it's called the wrecking crew i think yeah. it's on it's on netflix or hulu or something i can't remember i'll we'll, we'll throw a I'm picture writing of it up here i'm writing it so i assume it's about the monkeys no it's about the wrecking crew who did all the music for not only the monkeys a buttload of shows Oh, really? And they're like, nobody knows about them. Nobody knows about this unknown band that made all the, everybody thought it was these, the sitcoms that made all this music. They made a ton of the music for everybody. No kidding. It's really interesting because it's, you know, it's a band. They hyped it as like the band you've never heard of. I'll, I'll check it out. I definitely Absolute, will. Some of the finest studio musicians who ever played music in history. The Wrecking Crew was the name of their band. They did the, they did all the music and the sound for that. You know, Mickey Dolenz was going to be the Fonz. No way on Happy Days? He got the part, but he ended up being too tall. Really? Because Winkler, what, Winkler's like 4'7"? He's like a tiny yeah. little bit. He, he's, almost, he's almost a midget. Winkler got the job because he's shorter. But Dolan's was 100% going to be the Fonz. Wow. That would have been kind of weird. How, how, how our pop culture would have changed had that been the case. Hey! Mickey <laughs> Dolan? Yeah, that would have been weird. weird. 
Do you remember? Um, like I got to tell you this real quick about the monkeys. Do you remember the old Columbia House Records thing? Send in one penny and you get like ten albums for free. You need to pay your Columbia Record House bill, okay? I'm tired of getting your bills in the mail. You owe the people eighty-six dollars. Now pay it, okay? I still owe them probably three or four hundred bucks. I probably do too. <laughs> did I, anybody the, pay them? I, 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 we never did. the the first <laughs> The first time I ever got the Columbia House thing, I begged and pleaded with my mom to let me do this because the monkeys had an album on there and I wanted that monkeys album. And, and so I, for, for one penny, I got the monkeys and a bunch of other stuff too. Between school shopping for your tough skins and the monkeys, your mom, <laughs> your mom had a lot of crap to deal with with you, bro. Yeah. I was a problem child growing up for sure. I remember that Columbia house thing. How did they stay in business? Nobody ever paid. They're, they're not in business anymore. They went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, uh, Michael Nesmith, his mom invented Whiteout. No way, really. Yeah. What was it called? Whiteout ended up buying the company, but she made called Liquid Paper. Yeah. Liquid something. She invented that in 1951, his mother in the kitchen. Behold, Liquid Paper. But where did it come from? Meet Betty Nesmith Graham. No kidding. Now I'm thinking if mom can put together some liquid paper in the kitchen, what else can she cook up in the kitchen? I mean, <laughs> she cooking mess. Nesmith might have been Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> That's why he wore the hat all the time. He's paranoid. I don't <clears throat> Not the whiteout you remember, Ted, with the football, the whiteout. The actual yeah. white, whiteout, the one on the paper. Not the screaming fans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you knew the difference of whiteout. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm good. Michael Nesmith's mom invented that. That's um, pretty cool. There was, was a show that probably should have been on a little longer. It was ended up being more popular when they took it off the air. One of those kind of things. Yeah, it was. It was a lot more popular in syndication than it was when it was on the air, wasn't it? Yes, yes, a lot more popular. It was a good show, though. I'm glad we had good idea to pay a little tribute to the monkeys tonight. And they were actually, they had some pretty decent songs, man. They they're not a ter- they were not a terrible band. Or whether it was them or the Wrecking Crew, I don't know. Now you've just ruined my entire childhood. I- How dare you! You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've been in the house before when nobody's around to take the Zeppelin off and, and I hear uh, cheer up, sleepy Jean. I've turned it up to 50. <laughs> Come on, Ted. You haven't, you've glared some monkeys in your life. We all have. Yeah. Yeah. Then I saw her face. Dun, 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 dun. Now I'm a believer. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I'm kind of. I may or may not have a couple songs by the monkeys on my iPod, my phone. Ted Glover. Buy may or may Col- not. Buy Columbia House to get that monkey's album. <laughs> yeah. I knew the deal. You bet. I'm not ashamed to admit it. All right. So the monkeys, uh, great show, great band. Uh, and speaking of uh, great, here's a player that, that we don't really talk about a whole, a whole lot when we talk about really good Minnesota Vikings players from the past. And that's former running back, uh, number 21 in your program, but number one in your heart, Terry Allen. Terry! He was a good player. You look back at his stats, and he was a really good player. Just didn't have a whole lot of time with the Vikings. That guy was absolutely fantastic production when he was here. A big Terry Allen fan from Clemson. Yeah. Vikings drafted him in the ninth round, Ted. So that that would make him undrafted free agent today. Yes, it would. Well, never know with the Vikings. They have 15 seventh rounders. So, 
ninth point. round pick in 1990. I guess the first year with the Vikings was 91. He missed the 93 season, so he's here three seasons. Ted, there's a guy I think we should have hung on to a little longer. Yeah, I mean, it, he had what he, he blew his knee out in what 93, I think it was. Yes. He had like over a thousand yards in 92, didn't play at all in 93. The Vikings drafted Robert Smith to kind of be their guy. And Smith had a had a couple injuries plague seasons early on. And then Allen came back. And if you remember, like when when Terry Allen came back from his knee injury, that wasn't that was still in the day. Uh, we're talking 30 years ago now. And that was in the back when guys didn't come back, you know, nine or 10 months after they tore an ACL. It was it was really questionable whether he was a going to play again and B, if he did play, was he going to be any good? Yeah, the year he came back from the knee injury, he had what over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns again. Yeah, and then the year before his knee injury, he had twelve hundred and one yards and thirteen touchdowns for the Vikings. That guy was, he was dynamic. He was elusive, and he. I remember him getting a lot of the the yards after contact. He was really, really, really good at the second level and in the jukes and. Terry Allen always played well. And then, he did. And then he left here and he went to Washington and carved out another, what, 4,000 yards there. He did. He sure did. And 37 more touchdowns. He was a good player. I mean, he was a – and and once he got past that knee injury, um, I, and I think that was one of the reasons the Vikings got rid of him because he had that injury history. And and they had Robert Smith, who I think Denny uh, liked better as a pass catcher. Um, Terry Allen was more of a – you know, between the tackles running, which he was very good at. Right. He's probably more better remembered as a uh, member of the Washington Redskins than he is the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. He, I think the Vikings probably everything you just said is probably the reason that they did that. He did move on, but he had some really productive years there as a Redskin. and man, I mean, 37 more touchdowns after he left here, he, he finished with the Vikings 47 games, 2,800 yards, rushing 23 touchdowns. And also had 72 catches for 675 and three more touchdowns. He played three seasons for Washington, and then he flubbed around with like three other teams in a matter of one season each. He had a season in New England, season in New Orleans, season for Baltimore. Didn't do much, though. Uh, the, the one Terry Allen game I remember more than any, and this was, this was Denny Green's first game as a head coach, 1992. Mm-hmm. And Allen was was kind of a – he just sort of came out of nowhere. That right. 92 season just sort of came out of nowhere. All of us are wondering, who the hell is this dude? Opening day, he, he runs for like 140 or 150 yards against the Green Bay Packers, and the Vikings win in Lambeau on opening day on, on Denny Green's debut as head coach, and you're like, wow, who's this guy? But that was an exciting game for us because we opened with the Packers and we, and we won the game in overtime, and – I think that was probably the most memorable one. The first one is always the best one. And right. and that's just kind of, and that's kind of the year Terry Allen had. He was, he was just hard to tackle and hard to bring down that year. He was just a great player for the Vikes. Great, great production. That guy was, he was really solid, really solid player. He was, when he got here, I think it was a, wasn't he a backup to Herschel Walker? I mean, I wasn't Herschel. He very player. well could have been. Yeah. Herschel, little tippy toes through the line, little Herschel, <laughs> little Bob Sletton Herschel. Oh, Herschel, Herschel, Herschel. You miss Herschel, Ted? Like you miss Toughkins? <laughs> I, I miss, yes, I do. I miss Toughskins <laughs> like I miss Herschel Walker. I miss Toughskins. I'm buying some next week. No, you're not. Quit I'm gonna, yeah, I am. I'm going to cut the legs <laughs> off. Big jorts, tough skin jorts. You got a, You got a chainsaw to cut those, <laughs> cut those pants off? Pant legs off? 
I think I remember winning a bet once with a kid. I lit my pant leg on fire because I knew it would take three days for it to burn through the tough skin. <laughs> you know, tough, tough skin people probably love us on this show. We give them a lot of pub. Yeah, yeah, they probably do. Do they even make those anymore? I'm going to buy each of my grad sons a pair. Make sure you get the red ones, though. I'm going to get red, green, and purple. Those, <laughs> <laughs> those are the most popular. I think Davy Jones wore the purple ones, dude. Probably. You're up sleeve. Oh, God. Just awful. Oh, what can it mean? Come on, so, man. The monkeys. Yeah. The monkeys and Terry Allen. That's a, <laughs> a heck of a start to this show. Episode 21. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We're here for episode 21. We're going to light your candle. Wait. <laughs> We're not going to light your candle. <laughs> That's what she said. That's what she said. That's my joke, damn it. So, so the Vikings <laughs> traded the Vikings traded Mike Hughes, uh, and and we we said there was there had to be a corresponding move, um, or or it was just like a completely stupid trade. Well, we got that corresponding move over the over the last weekend when the Vikings signed cornerback uh, Bashad Breland uh, to a, to a free agent deal, and and so if you want to put the Mike Hughes trade in context, um, right. it it was. Mike Hughes in a seventh round pick for Bashad Breland in a, in a sixth round pick because Breland was played for Kansas city he started for the chiefs the last two years. So I, I got to say, that's, that's a pretty good upgrade for the Vikings secondary drew. What do you think? Well, the fact that he actually plays is an upgrade from Hughes. Um, yeah. Can, <laughs> that's kind of the first way you look at it. Uh, is he now the only guy on the team that has a super bowl ring? Because he got one with Kansas City. I'm not sure of the roster, how that breaks down, but... Well, I think I Mackenzie to... Alexander won one with the Bengals, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that is funny! Wait, my bad. No, no, that didn't happen. <clears throat> no, I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer <laughs> in Mackenzie Alexander having a Super Bowl ring, but yeah. I like might Breland. be, yeah. Breland had some good numbers with KC, 27 games. Uh, 17 pass defense last nine last year, 38 tackles last year, 30 solo, uh, fourth round pick by the Redskins in 2014 that he played for that team from Wisconsin in 2018. Then the last two seasons with Kansas city, but he started and, uh, I was really happy. He came here and had an interview and everything. I think when you were on your fishing trip mm -hmm. and I was, you were trying to check in every day to get Viking news <clears throat> in the midst of. Sorry, when you went on your drinking trip, and yeah, well. you're checking in to see what kind of see what Viking news. And I had told you that Breland was here, and then he left, and he left kind of like one of those things where what well, didn't sound good is like he wasn't. He was like angry when he left. It's one of those things we're not getting that guy. And then all of a sudden he's on our team. Whatever apparently the Vikings offered initially, he was not a big fan of. He had a one year deal with Kansas City for three million bucks. I know my worth. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Come on, dude. But, you know, he had four interceptions there in the last two years, and that's probably tops on our team. So I, I was I was looking at uh, a couple things on the Internet today, and I, I found this really interesting tweet from a guy by the name of Daniel House at Daniel House NFL. <clears throat> Young kid up and coming in the business. Really, if you're if you're on Twitter, um, follow him at Daniel House NFL. Really sharp kid. He, he posted this. He said, new Vikings cornerback Bashad Breland's completion percentage allowed on targets. So a completion percentage that he gave up in 2020, it was 50%, number three in the NFL. 
In 2019, it was 48.4%, which was 10th in the NFL. And in 2018, it was 51.5%, 19th in the NFL. That That's pretty solid. That is pretty solid. It's good numbers right there, Ted. <clears throat> and and I also looked up um, some passes defended, which I think is a big stat for cornerbacks. Big, big, and, big stack. Big stack. He, he had nine and two interceptions. Mm-hmm. And and I, I kind of compared him to a couple other guys. Now, you remember back in 2015 and 2016 when Xavier Rhodes was pretty much considered, either him or Patrick Peterson, were considered the two top cornerbacks in the NFL. Uh, Rhodes had 11 passes, 11 passes defended in both 2015 and 2016. And last year, Patrick Peterson had eight passes defended. So I, I think when you compare that, those numbers and they compare favorably to, to Rhodes and Patrick Peterson, and then consider he's taken over for Mike Hughes, that, that's a pretty significant upgrade. I think so too. And I think uh, his 81 pass defense for his career is a really good number. Yeah. That, that's you know 81 and 14 career picks. So he's doing some work back there. He's not just standing around. This gives us 10 corners now with the other additions we had. So I think Breland, do you think Breland goes in there and starts day one on the outside? Yes. I, I Depending on how Harrison Hand does. I, I thought Harrison Hand played fairly well towards the end of last year. And I think he'll get a long look. I think him and Breland will get a long look on the outside. Um, I think Patrick Peterson's a lock for the other side. And it comes down to Breland and, and Hand for, for the other side with, with Alexander, probably your favorite to go into the slot. What about you? At least we have some options, right? Yeah. When uh, Breland got signed, I, I, I tweeted this out. I said I wanted to compare the Vikings cornerbacks from opening day of 2020 to what we have now. This is what we had uh, week one against the Packers where Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think – threw another touchdown pass against us, that by was, the way. That was tough skins. It was uh, the top, the six cornerbacks were Chris Boyd, Cameron Dantzler, who was a rookie, Jeff Gladney, who was a rookie, Harrison Hand, Holton Hill, and Mike Hughes. That those were your that that was your cornerback room opening mm. day 2020. Mm. Now, today, you cannot swing a dead cat without hitting a cornerback <laughs> on the Minnesota Vikings roster. You can't. And I, I don't I, I don't think Philip Rivers can out procreate the amount of cornerbacks the Minnesota have right now. Oh, baby. Oh Lee. Uh oh. Or Adrian Peterson. Oh, maybe we better hire Evander Holyfield then. And then if you consider the signing of Amari Henderson, uh, by my count, the Vikings now have eleven cornerbacks on the roster. The hell is Alec- Amari Henderson? Where'd he play at? I don't know. He's he's an undrafted free agent rookie. So I I don't know. I can't remember. I think he's a training camp body at this point. But um, I firmly believe that Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman will not be happy <laughs> until they have amassed a 53 man roster of nothing but seventh round draft picks uh, that are all cornerbacks. That's then they will both reach Nirvana oh, and they won't have to be reincarnated. <laughs> Ted Glover is back. Let me tell you, he is back, baby. 
But the, look at this now. So Boyd Dantzler, Gladney Hand, Hill, and Hughes last year. Now we've got Mackenzie Alexander back home again. Uh, Boyd's back, Bashad Breland, Cam Dantzler, Jeff Gladney for the time being. I, I don't think Gladney will be on the team no. come opening day, but who knows how the legal process plays out. How many corners do we usually – how many corners are on the roster at week one last year? Six? Six, yeah. So we, yeah, got, ten, so we got ten right now on the roster. Eleven if you count Henderson, who was, who was signed oh, earlier as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so half of them. That's pretty damn good math. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Half of them. Uh, My genius is – it's almost frightening. Yeah. There's – at least you have an assortment to choose from rather than having four opening day and still needing two more. Yeah. I mean, and you got to figure Alexander's a lock. Alexander, Patrick, Peter, go ahead. Patrick Peterson, right? Breland hand. I would think Dantzler. And then, and then we can choose between Boyd, Mabin, Nickerson, uh, Ty Smith and, Amari Henderson, and I would give the edge to Ty Smith just because he's a, a five-year vet. That's going to be interesting to track, Ted. The six guys for one spot, or five or six guys playing for one spot on the roster. I, I think so, yeah. I think position flexibility, you're going to have to be able to play both outside and the slot if you want to, if, if you want that last roster spot. I would, I would argue, but that's just me. But either way, to, to say that the Vikings got a lot better at cornerback in the offseason would be an understatement, at least on paper. I think, I think they've got uh, some tremendous upgrades compared to what they had last year. Got some depth right there. We always talk about depth. Depth as being one of the things that's going to lead us to the promised land. Yep. Um, I do feel better about the cornerback group that we have right now. We had what 83 of the 87 guys show up for voluntary OTAs. Only four guys didn't. Yeah. From what I, what I noticed. Um, so, and none of them, those were corners except for Gladney, but, um, yeah, let's play it out and see what happens. And what few of those guys go to the practice squads are increased too, because of the, they're keeping all the COVID rules for practice squads. So. Yeah, so I think I think the the cornerback room is going to be uh, a lot better off this year than it was. How year. old is that Devin guy? What's his name? Uh, Henderson. Do you know how uh, many years he's? Been oh, the, Amari Henderson, the guy they just signed. Right. Uh, Got to be only be 20, 21, 22. Okay. Because he's he's a rookie undrafted free agent. Oh, I see it. He right here from Bake Forest. <laughs> Bake Forest, dude. <laughs> Go to Wake Forest for a month, dude. You come out of there and hippie tie. <laughs> that play, woo! Wake Forest, they know how to party there. <laughs> so, uh, we also had another thing come out of OTAs. Um, uh, tight end Zach Davidson, who's probably towards the bottom end of the roster, made a one-handed catch that the Vikings put on social media. Nebuchadnezzar. So we, should, we should probably fit him for his gold jacket. Ben <laughs> Davidson out of Nebuchadnezzar State. Just keep an eye on him. He's going to the Hall of Fame because he had a one-handed catch in shorts and T-shirts. Like Bucky Hodges had that one year? <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
next yeah. Gron- Gronkowski right there. <sighs> Where's he now? Whatever. I don't know. Probably selling insurance. I would be. But here's one thing I, I do want to talk about. You, you, you mentioned only four guys didn't show up for the voluntary OTAs. One of those four guys was Daniil Hunter, and we mentioned that in passing last week. But this is something I think we need to keep track of. With, with mandatory OTA coming up, uh, I think all eyes will now turn to Daniil Hunter and, and what he's going to do. I mean, it's been kind of rumors about him being disgruntled and wanting a new contract all offseason and, and how that's going to play out and what do you think is going to happen. Is he going to be here next Tuesday? I know the first ones were voluntary, and I made a, a post about it in our football group, and everybody was saying, ah, it's just voluntary. Don't worry about it. And I'm thinking, oh. Uh, well, you know how I feel about the man's talent on the field and how, how important he is to the defense. I stated that very clearly, that he is the most important piece on the defensive side and a piece that we need to actually get to the postseason. Uh, not that we don't have the bodies in a defensive line, but a lot of them are unproven. And if there's one thing, well, here's the thing with Hunter. I was thinking about it today. He's, you know, I praise his work and how much we need him. But the guy really hasn't played football in like 20 months, has he? I mean, it's been a long time since he's no, played. He hasn't. Last last action he saw was the playoff game against San Francisco. And, uh, yeah, and I'm not downplaying that as being, you know, yes, you know what I'm saying about that. Just hasn't been on the field. You know what he can do. He's a record setter, fastest guy to 50 sacks in NFL history. It's nothing to sneeze at. Um, but if he hasn't played, he's still under contract. Come, come back and prove it to me, you know, come back and prove it that you can get four or five sacks in the first couple of games. And then, you know, I, I don't, it just kind of feels like he's not going to be back. We'll find out Tuesday in three days. I've said all along, I think he's going to play this year because I hope so. Like, like you just mentioned, he's, he's under contract to the Vikings and, and whether, whether you like the way contracts are laid out in the NFL or not, the, the team holds all the leverage. They, they just flat out do. I mean, if, if Hunter sits out the year, he doesn't accrue a year towards his um, seniority or, or retirement and all that stuff in the NFL. It, he doesn't, it doesn't count as a year towards free agency. So it, it does him absolutely zero good to sit out. Could he just to prove a point? Yeah, I guess he could, which is why I, which is, but I think that's why he ultimately plays because the negatives far outweigh the positives. Have you heard any news coming out either way? I have not. No, that's kind of strange. It's kind of too hush hush, you know. Which which makes me think maybe they're working on getting something done. I, I mean, I I could see maybe giving him more upfront money, or maybe cutting a year off his contract to to let him be eligible for for free agency <clears throat> sooner, and you know, promise not to franchise tag him and all that stuff. Um, because I, I get the reservations about look, he had a herniated disc in his neck, and that's that's a pretty serious injury, and and you sure. want to make sure he's healthy first, but. I, I still think I still think at the end of the day he's gonna play. I, I mean, I hope he does. I think he's a great player. Like you you rattled off all the the great numbers. And I think without him, the Vikings defense, for all the gains they've made in free agency in the draft, I, I think a lot of that is negated if Hunter does not come in and play. Ted, I'm concerned. Okay. I'm concerned. I'm not. Willie Nelson washing his hair in your city water supply concerned. <laughs> like a bridge over troubled water. But I, but I, 
I'm generally concerned, okay? I don't know. I almost spit my beer into the camera. <laughs> I'm not quite to that concerned, but you imagine that. You imagine that if you woke up in the news and you found out that was the case. What's Man. it, Willie Nelson washed his hair in my city water? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be on the road again, bro. Oh, um, man. So I am, my level of concern may not be Willie Nelson hair washing thing, but I am concerned because I, when I, when I see him out there next week, I'll, I'll feel a lot better about it. But the fact that he's not part of any kind of hype right now is he's just sitting back. I don't hear anything. I'm not hearing something is almost like, we got to have him in there, Ted. He's got to play for us. He has yeah. to. And, uh, you know, Mike Zimmer really said he hadn't talked to Hunter all off season, which kind of troubling. I, I just I just hope they can come to some sort of agreement and he's out on the field practicing and playing with the Vikings because he makes the he makes the Vikings defense so much better. I, I mean, I, I think it's a difference between a 13th or 14th ranked defense to maybe a 19th or 20th ranked defense. That one guy. Since we're adding a game to the NFL, are you worried about any of these rookies? Wyatt Davis, you know, the guys up front, Darisaw, hitting a rookie wall? I'm worried about even the veterans hitting. Yeah, I'm worried about all of them. I think I think the 17-game schedule, everybody says, yeah, it's great. It's more football. But but the NFL had perfect symmetry. 16-game schedules, 32 teams, four four-team divisions. I mean, it just, it just lined up perfectly. I think the 17th game, yeah, it's an extra game, but at, at what cost? I, I, I just... I think injuries, and especially the later in the season you get, I think injuries are going to pile up more. Now, even um, Hunter, if he didn't play last year, what's his wall going to be? Yeah. Are all the Vikings going to run out of gas in December? And that, that's, that's that's a legit question. question. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. All teams are going to be dealing with it. Now, the Vikings will be the only one to use it as an excuse, you know, when they go 7-10. and 10. Well, right. we, we couldn't adjust the 17-game schedule. You know, there's going to be a team going <laughs> – there's going to be a team going 15 and two and they, you know, well, we, we, Oh, COVID and the 17 game schedule. And Oh, don't fire me. Don't fire me. I, whatever. I mean, I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell that. Everybody's like football is a team game. Okay. It's not a team game. Okay. I did my part. All right. I put in a great game plan. I mean, these players, they're horrible. These, my players are no good. I mean, everybody's like, no excuses. No, I got, you know what? I got 22 excuses, 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense. Um, <laughs> sorry. Don't forget onside kicks, Jack. Yeah, yeah. If we had a kicker that knew how to do an onside kick, maybe we wouldn't. Whatever. I think it's going to affect all the teams and and how they manage their personnel. Are 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 coaches going to sit a guy late in the year just because he's that more beat up and you've got three or four more games to go? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Vikings are going to have to scratch and claw to get a lot of these wins. So, well, we you better have some good depth, and all the teams have to deal with it. I just. Uh, comes down to how much do you trust Zimmer in his long-term plan. Yeah. Details. I've always been a guy. I don't think Mike Zimmer follows the details very closely. I don't think he does. I, I agree with you there. And and the devil, as they say, is in the details. And so we'll see what say, happens. Well, what are the details? What are the de details of coaching? Well, the details of having you know, that Tennessee game you talked about. Remember we had the highlights for that about 10 episodes ago? Mm-hmm. Tennessee went down on that drive and scored. The Vikings came out and ran probably the three or four worst plays you've ever seen running football. <laughs> did they? Did they not? They didn't look prepared. No, they, they, like didn't. they didn't have that last drive in order. It, okay. it wasn't a two-minute drill. It was a Chinese fire drill. Is what it okay, was. Okay, this is what I'm talking about with details. People always say, "Well, there's no details." It's pretty vague. 
when Tennessee's driving that ball down the field to take the lead, Ted, you're going to get one more shot. If you're the head coach, you got to be turning around and make sure Cousins is talking to the wideouts and the O-line and the OC, and they're they're getting a plan together for the final drive. The Vikings weren't doing that. He, he was too on busy. The bench. General was too busy calling plays, man. But you, as a head coach, you better make sure your guys are going to get one more. Make sure you're ready. That's the deep, or or when it's late in the game, this one game we had um, – Late in the game, they threw a screen pass out to C.J. Ham, and he's running up the field. And all we need to do is keep the clock running, and he ran out of bounds. As a head coach, you got to tell your offense when you go out there. I don't want anybody running out of bounds. That's details of football. Those yeah. and it goes. There's a million of them you can point out, but I don't think he's very good at the details of the game. I don't think he looks out for that. You're right. He he doesn't pay enough attention to to the other side of the ball. Sometimes it feels like that last drive against the Titans, Ted. What was that? It, it was terrible. It, it was looked like they terrible. didn't have a plan at all. It looks like they weren't no. even calling plays. It looked like it looked like a bunch of guys getting out to a sandlot and say, hey, let's try and score a touchdown. We'll see how that goes this year. Enthusiasms. <laughs> Enthusiasms. <laughs> That's my favorite insert you've ever found, Enthusiasms. Is it really? Yeah, you found some great inserts. Oh, wait, so, no, no. Uh, unicorn rainbows. Unicorn rainbows. Play it. Let's play. It. Let's see it. We'll do that again. Do it. Hit it. Tootsies. <laughs> That's stupid. We're so, we're just dumb. There's one other thing going on. And this deals with that team from Wisconsin. And personally, uh, I'm eating it up. <laughs> Adam Schefter just tweeted this out. He said, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is not expected to attend Green Bay's mandatory <laughs> minicamp that starts Tuesday, per sources. Green Bay could opt to fine him $93,085 for his absences, or it could make it an excused absence and waive the fine. But Rodgers is not expected to be there. And then a guy who, who covers the Broncos, Benjamin Albright, uh, at Albright NFL, somebody asked him, purely gut take where Rodgers will be come September 13th. I think it's a legitimate coin flip. From the people I've talked to, Rodgers isn't budging off his stance, and it isn't about money. He has declined an offer from the Packers already that would have paid him over $40 million a year. Oh, my God. So, so $93,000 does not really mean anything to him. I don't think so. The options are Denver, Green Bay, or retire. Because I've heard no other teams in the mix for, for Aaron Rodgers. Man, what a mess. I feel so bad about it. It's terrible. Big fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. Give us that Ted Glover um, grin. Where's that Ted Glover grin? What's the fastest you've ever taken a helicopter? Real quick. Uh, I had one at about 170 knots before, right at, right at the fastest the Chinook will go. Is it exciting or are you pissing a little? No, it's, it's awesome, man. It's beyond awesome. Dude, before I kick it, I want to ride one of those going 170. Can you set it up? I'll no, not on. anymore. I don't know anybody anymore. Okay, and this is going to be nuts. If he's not there, that gives Zimmer a tremendous advantage to. I mean, who's the Cousins the best quarterback in the division then, right? I would have to think so. I mean, you've got Cousins, you've got uh, Andy Dalton or Justin Fields in Chicago, um, Jared Goff in Detroit, and it would be Jordan Love Shack. That's where it's at in Green Bay. Sign says, Dude. stay away, fool. Because love rules at the pack shack. Listen to that. Listen to Ted Glover. <laughs> what does he say? As big as a whale. What does he? What does that guy say in that song? The love I, 
I got me a Chrysler. It's as big as a whale, and it's about to set sail. I got me a car. Let's hear it. Oh. Let's hear some love shack. I actually saw them in concert. They put on a pretty good show. Uh, the, the casino version. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the casino tour version of the B-52. What was your first show? Ted? Kiss. December 2nd, 1977. St. No Paul Civic way! I was 10 years old. Me, uh, Paul Johnson, and Christopher Norris got dropped off at one of the doors by the St. Paul Civic Center by my mom. This is This is how... This is how parenting went in the 1970s. And my mom said, it was like at 6 o'clock, the concert was supposed to start at 7.30, whatever it was. And my mom said, I will pick you up right here at 11.30. And just sent two, three 10-year-olds into the St. Paul Civic Center to attend a KISS concert. Isn't it weird how it used to be? Oh, it's crazy. I remember leaving for a couple of days and coming home. My mom saying, where you been? You asking me now? <laughs> been tied up in somebody's basement or something? <laughs> Well, yeah, I would have set. I set table for you, and you didn't eat. All right, so we're not concerned about the Neil Hunter yet, or are we concerned? I'm concerned until Tuesday. I want to see in three days. In three days, I want to see him on. If he's not there, I am going to be concerned. I know a lot of people are just going to say, "Well, it's just this is mandatory. Get out there with your teammates and play." And Kendricks, Kendricks, and Pierce, all these guys have been out there bonding in in these voluntary OTAs. Get out there and play. Come on, dude. If he doesn't show up, I'll be worried. Me too. Um, Rogers, I hope that that fun train just lasts all season long. Is he willing to sit? If he is, I'll yeah. be you're, You had the good call by you, though. They're not winning six games without that guy. No. I think so, six games would be high, dude. That That's the only reason I think Aaron Rodgers may have any leverage because they, they know that I think they know they have a bad team without him. If they're willing to accept that and, and force his hand and make him retire, we'll see what happens. But if that's going to be interesting, too. What you just talked about with the money, if they can't get him with the money, Ted, if they can't bribe him, how are they going to get him there? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay, so that's uh, that's our talk for this week. We're going to hit a commercial, uh, and then we'll come back with Family Feud Trivia. Yeah, I'm going to whip your ass this week. No, you're not. Shut up. So you're on your way to buy some music albums. How much money do you have? Only a penny. You're kidding. That won't buy a thing at the store. But here, open this gold box. Just one penny buys one, two, three, keep going. Thirteen tapes or thirteen records of your choice when you join the Columbia Record and Tape Club. The new TV guide has this announcement ad. Look for it. And to get a free bonus tape or record, look for the gold box in the same ad. There it is. Inside the gold box, write the number of any extra album you want, and it's yours as a free gift. So that's 14 albums for one penny. The Columbia Gold Box ad is in TV Guide, this Sunday's Parade Supplement, and these magazines. That's a lot of music for, mm mm-hmm, no store offers more.
All right. Welcome to Toons' Trivia. How are you guys doing? Good, Toons', how are you? I am doing good. Wait. Today... <laughs> Thank you, girl. No worries. <laughs> Now we're official. <laughs> Walking down the street. What is Tech going to lose to me at today? What's it going to be today? Okay, today we're going to be playing Family Feud. Meow, meow. You guys are going to be playing against each other. We're going to have four rounds, and that's going to give you each uh, two opportunities to go first, basically. So we're going to start with round one. Since Drew is always the loser, why don't you go first? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Just, just go, Michigan. Just go, Michigan. Go. Drew, you're going to go first. You're going to get three, only three strikes. If you get a third strike, then Ted has an opportunity to steal the points. Okay. Okay. So okay. the first, first question, name something a baker might call his wife. We have seven possible answers. Hot buns. Ooh. Look at that. You Ted. got the number one. So you Wait, keep. He, he, what, what? He said hot buns, not honey buns. <laughs> Same thing. Wow. Fix is in. Fix is already in. <laughs> Whatever. Hot. Uh, sticky frosting. Hot biscuit. One more. This is. I'm not doing good. Uh, Warren, Ted gets an opportunity to steal it from you. No! Baker might call his wife. I don't even have a guess. Sorry. All right, Ted. If you guess any of them correctly, you steal the 32 points. I'm going to go with cupcake. Good job, Ted. Shocker, Ted steals the 40 points. All right, other answers were his oven, sweet or sweetie. Oh, man. Muffin, sugar, and donut. I was going to say donut. I did terrible on that one. All right, round two. Ted goes first this time. Okay. You could go to the Land of Oz. What would you ask the wizard for? Eight possible answers. Um... The ability to fly. <laughs> That's number eight. Yes! <laughs> Good right. job. Oh, wait, uh, I shouldn't have given it to you because it's the power to fly, not the ability. Oh, stop oh. it. Stop <laughs> it. That's way closer than honey buns. That is a... That's ridiculous. That is a slam right there. <laughs> All right, um, go ahead. Pretty good you got that, though. Yeah, I didn't think anybody was going to get that one. Um... Golly, I had a lot of answers written down for the first one. I got, I'm drawing a blank on this one. Oh, I'm supposed to be writing down answers? Um, well, you should think let, about it. Let's go with, I have, I have the number one answer. I already do. I just hope he doesn't get it. Um, to go home. Time travel. You're such a hot oven. X-ray vision. I like your oven. All right, Drew, you want to steal it for a whopping four points? I'd say uh, a new car. Wow, you guys suck at this. With yeah. Mila, with Mila <laughs> Kunitz driving it. 
That is not correct. So Ted gets his four points. Yeah. What the hell did we miss out on? What, what, what were they? Oh. Money. Oh my God, dude. Health. A brain. A hot body. Peace. <laughs> love. And happiness. All right, round three. I'm clear on the board on this one. Okay. You go first. Tell me a word that rhymes with erection. <laughs> Number that was one. Fast. Erection. That is correct. Selection. Boom. Good job. Complexion. Direction. Uh. Collection. Uh, plexion. Good, Ted, steal it. Reaction. That is not correct. Cool, I All right, Drew, you get the points. Look at that, took the lead. All right, other answers. Perfection. Detection. Oh. Protection. Rejection. All right, last round. Ted, you go first. In horror movies, name a place teenagers go where there's always a killer on the loose. The woods. Absolutely right. The woods. Every time, dude. Every time. That is the number one answer. Um, so Cabin counts for that. Okay, with the woods, um, a neighbor's house, an abandoned building. Or no, no, no. no. <laughs> um, yeah, an abandoned building. That's a good answer, though. Um, hospital. All right, Drew, uh, your chance to steal it. Killer on the loose. You only need to get one. Uh, Whoever gets this board is going to win the game. I am going to say, how about the garage? No, that is not up there. Wow. Is Do basement in there? Is basement in there? Yes. Yes. Ted, Ted wins again. What about attic? That was my other word I was going to say. Other answers were graveyard. Oh, Ted, how did we miss that? Movie theater drive-in. Basement cellar. Yeah. Closet. Oh, duh. Bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> bedroom. And at a party. Oh, yeah. man. Those are all really good. All right. Oh, Ted, Ted wins. Ted finally wins an episode. Wow, that was like that was like a a, a Trussell Carr Ohio State Michigan game. Not a lot of highlights. <laughs> one good score, and that was it. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve Dill's face on again, and Steve Dill's. <laughs> there I am. All right, thank you guys for playing. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks thank for you, doing that. Sorry, I was so cruddy at the game, but yeah, I was too. That was. We were terrible with that. <laughs> well, you did go see Kiss in 77. So you got, you know. <laughs> kind of worried there for a minute. Kiss All in right. 77. That was fun. That was a fun show. That, uh, that I think, puts a bow on our show. Uh, uh, there's a rhyme for you. See that? Did you hear what he just did? <laughs> um, again, I want to thank everybody who's been tuning in and watching. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we're still getting a lot of views and, and subscriptions and thank you for subscribing and hitting the bell and liking and, and watching our weekly silliness. We really appreciate it. Thanks to Tunes for, for the trivia that you do and, and the editing and, and, and the Liz as well. Thanks Drew for, for this great idea of a show. 
Uh, I think it's really taken off. I think we're doing really well. Um, thanks everybody. I, I, again, I say this every week or try to say it every week, uh, without you folks watching it, it, uh, um, it would just be Drew and I talking and it really means a lot that you're commenting and, and tuning in and, and everything else. So, uh, I hope you like this show. We're, we're going to be back next week and, uh, don't forget to watch Vikings, Vikings uncensored. I finally made it. I finally remember to say it this time. Yeah. Yeah. Viking uncensored episode what 13 coming up. And, uh, and we'll try to do better the next time. Drew, why don't you take us home? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everything Ted said, you know, we mentioned, we want to mention you every week because it's important that it's important that you know that we do this show for you folks. And if you have a segment you want, send it in. If you have a TV show you want us to do, if you want to send in a video and ask a question, if you want to send in a video of you singing the monkeys, if you want to send in a video of anything, we'll put it on here because we are people friendly. Rest in peace, Davy Jones and Peter Torque. Thank you, the monkeys, for being on here. And let's give one more shout out to Terry Allen. Yay, Terry um, Allen! Episode 21 is in the books. Say goodnight, Ted. Good night, Ted.